up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. Good to see you too, brother. I'm wearing my Phantasmic cast jacket. To celebrate. Yeah, the kind of show. We'll talk about it. Talk about that. Yeah. Next, we've got Peter. Pete, glad to have you with us. The nighttime spectacle. By the way, how about them Chiefs? God. (laughs) Even what, 30 years on, wide right, still a sensitive subject? (laughs) Still wide right. Uh huh. And we got Steve. We got a full cast this evening. Hey, Steve. Hi, everyone. Guys, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. That way you will never miss any of the stuff we got coming up. And we've got some, we're going to be spending a lot of February and March back in the vault. So we got some fun stuff coming up. Okay. This week, we are watched the last episodes four, five, and six of season two of Behind the Attraction. This is this is now the twelfth. This is now ten, eleven, and twelve. I believe. I think, or it was the first season. First season, eight episodes. I think the first season was eight episodes. Yeah. So this is fourteen episodes now of giving information about certain things within the parks. I'm not even going to really go that deep into background or new information because. Yeah, not much. So, first episode, episode four, is about food. Pete, what were your thoughts on the episode? Well, uh, I wasn't expecting much from this episode, and I and I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I felt like they could have. I felt like it was probably not going to be that interesting. I think they could have made it more interesting. There's some histories of Disney food that they didn't even talk about. Um, Like, how do you do a a show on food and not mention that Doritos were invented for Disneyland? Yeah. You know? Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Or show me how you make a Mickey pretzel. (laughs) Yeah. Or or even like, show me some Mickey-shaped things. Uh, like a Mickey, what about a Mickey bar? Mickey, Mickey bar, bars. Like, I mean, yeah, Mickey bars. Yeah. Um, was the other thing? Handwich. What about the the world famous handwich, which doesn't exist anymore, but still or, could have mentioned it. Or teriyaki. What was it? Like like teriyaki, like teriyaki shrimp. It was like one of the first places to do that. Yeah, and, and like use teriyaki sauce and a lot of stuff. So, so I just thought it was very. This this show has this show at often has a leaning towards 
what they call electronic press kit, which is basically when you see like behind this, like a five minute behind the scene thing on a movie, that's like usually an electronic press kit. They're sending it out to publish the movie. A lot of the previous episodes about the attractions, they get into the history and that stuff is good. And then they get to the, to the current and it turns into very electronic press kit. And this one seemed like, two thirds electronic press kit. So there was a few in, inter, interesting tidbits early on, but um, this one was, this one just felt long. What did you think, Steve? Um, I agree with you. Everything you said, I also felt that it tried to cover too many things. I felt like mm. it jumped from here to back to here and it was just too much information. Um, my thought was, I feel like I'm watching one of those, cable tv shows where they're quickly going through now find this here find here there and not getting a lot of um information yeah yeah i mean the only thing that was even remotely interesting and i knew but a lot of people probably didn't know is that dole whip is entirely powdered and non-dairy yeah, um, it is. It is a powdered mix you pour into a soft serve machine. So yes, and my daughter—that was one of her jobs during her college program—was <laughs> to load the Dole Whip machine. So we were watching it. And she's like, "I knew that." <laughs> and you can buy it on Amazon. The powder, the powder. You can buy it on Amazon and mix it up in a home ice cream machine, and it's the same stuff. Yeah, so, texture's a little off because you can't get the. Without an actual soft serve machine, you can't get the right air to air to substance mixture, but it tastes the same. So, I mean, yeah, this this is this was the first one I thought, oh my gosh, I really don't want to be watching this because there was nothing new. I mean, I'm sorry, bento boxes that look like the aliens from Toy Story. Who cares? Okay, show me how you make them. Not just that you have them. Show me how you make them. Actually, like, give me some information. But yeah, Kate, anything redeeming about the food episode for you? No. In fact, when I watched this one leading up, because I watched all three in a row, because I had the time, and I watched this one and I was like, oh, this does not bode well for the next like three hours of my life. I It did not hold my attention. It didn't really teach me anything new. The only thing that really like i guess stuck out to me was the the flavor lab or the flavor where they like lab yeah with the super secret something yeah pretty sure i know where it is but i'll i'll let disney keep that secret um but i mean i guess that was kind of cool it was just boring like tell me like really go into why Dole Whip is so big. They just like hit on a little bit of things. I appreciated yeah. what they said about churros and how it kind of brought a little bit of Hispanic culture into Disney. I, I appreciated them like going a, a little bit into depth, but you're right. They didn't talk about um, Mickey pretzels. Really? They didn't talk about Mickey ice cream bars. They didn't. Uh, the thing about the popcorn was kind of interesting, but they're so, and like, Oh my gosh, talk about more about Epcot and like the food and food and wine festival. You have yeah, an entire you're gonna have, to be, you're gonna have to be a commercial 
And you're not talking about food and wine. Yeah. You have an entire festival. Like every festival. Or, or, or like, okay, you can't, you don't want to show us the flavor lab. Cause, cause to me, even that was bad. Cause like, there's a flavor lab. We can't show anything of it, you know, but show us, show us like the kitchens, show us where they prepare as, as uh, Kate just said, show us where they prepare the food for the, uh, for food and wine. Cause they have all these hundreds of bites they have to prepare in like mass production or, or how about the candy shops or something? I mean, there's so much interesting there and they almost completely missed it all um you know i I do think the churro part was a a teeny bit interesting but yeah just so such a miss such a miss yes and and like uh, tell me about the chefs that you bring in to make the authentic food in japan like tell me about why you pick well that's the epcot episode but i just you know, I love it. It is well known that I am the documentary lover of the platoon. And this just like, not only did it not hold my attention, but like it left me going, are you kidding? Like what? So yeah, that's, I didn't have great things to say about this one. And I'm sorry, why don't they still sell the pineapple spears? But <laughs> What's a pineapple spear? Like literally, they used to sell a like a a, a spear, a slice of pineapple, but it was a a long think a whole pineapple, and they just take like columns down it. Yeah. Oh, cool! Oh. I didn't know that. Oh, hey. I thought they still do in Disneyland too. Um, they don't at World. Yeah, no, they definitely don't. They, yes, they do. You still get pineapple spears at Disneyland. Or why not even talk about if we're going to talk about food, how I know they talked about this a little bit in the Epcot episode, but like talk about how they pump the smell of food into the parks. Talk about the confectionery in the Magic Kingdom. And they, they just it missed so much good information. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I will say, and I think this probably this was probably of the three we watched tonight. This was probably the worst one. Oh, by far, by far, by far. Now, we are all Disney lovers. Real quick, Pete, best Disney snack. Oh dear, that is so hard because I have a different one for every park. Um, but I I have to say, a trip isn't complete without a Mickey bar. So and it's got to be the traditional chocolate coating, vanilla inside. Got to have one Mickey bar for, uh, and I'll say that for Disney World, Disneyland, it's the churro, and the churros in Florida don't cut it. No, don't don't get a churro in Florida. Yeah. So, Steve, um, for me, so- actually, it's two, um, the raspberry macaron from Jolly Holiday Bakery in Disneyland. And then for Disneyland people, churro toffee. And not always must have when we go. Churro toffee? So toffee coated in white chocolate and then dipped in the cinnamon and sugar. Oh, okay. Cool. It's delicious. Um, While, you know, I've been to Disneyland twice and I will say a Disneyland churro is the breakfast of champions. Um, But then again, I make... Disney World, so is a Mickey bar. 
is the breakfast of champions. <laughs> um, but n- to me, if I'm going to be eating lots of them, it's Mickey bars. If it's a, but I got to have one per trip, at least a Dole Whip float. Of, especially because we usually go in June and July when it's about 3000 degrees and getting one of those at about three in the afternoon is wonderful. I, I wish though at world, you could actually take it into Tiki room because you cannot land. Right. Yeah. But so, but to me, it's a Dole Whip float. So, and the original pineapple. So Kate, how about you? Best snack. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the Dole Whip train. Uh, because you, in my opinion, you just can't get good Dole Whip anywhere else in the world. <laughs> like that is my signature. Like that is a Disney thing. Um, if I'm at Epcot, I always, I, this isn't so much a snack. This is more of a drink, but I always get the cucumber margarita in Mexico. Very good. See, I lost me. Um, and you know what? I got to be really honest. Nobody does popcorn like Disney. Their popcorn, their popcorn is so good. I don't know what they put in it. But it's very good. Also, and this is a small shout out. (laughs) This is a small shout out to Pete's daughter. But the grilled corn that you can get at Animal Kingdom is also a very good. Yeah, with the uh, cumin spices. Yep. Or whatever it is. Yeah. My mouth Mm. just watered talking about it. So good. Okay. So next episode we watched was Epcot. And it was... If you thought some of the other things glossed over the history and how things put together of parks, oh my gosh, Epcot said, hold my beer. Because just the complete surface, I wouldn't even say if it went to the surface. I said it kind of looked at a far, said, okay, there's a couple things I like, and that's it. But Steve, what were your thoughts on the Epcot episode? Um, I agree to everything you said. I learned absolutely nothing new from this episode. Um, I feel it's really, well, I don't know when it's made, but with all the changes happening at Pot, it is so outdated. Um, I feel like I learned more when I was a kid watching the old World of Color Disney on Sundays when Disney was talking about Epcot to begin with. Like, there was nothing new. Um, and I think there is so much there. I mean, you could pick World Showcase and really gone deep into the history of all that and talk about how they brought in countries and like the college program and really done a lot better. I mean, I learned the least from that. It was not my least favorite episode. That was the food episode, Um, but nothing new. I think for the average person who doesn't know, there was some history there. Maybe they didn't know, but if you're a Disney fan, you're not learning anything new. And yeah, this was, this was a, this leaned hard on the info, the uh, electronic press kit for Guardians of the Galaxy is what this leaned hard on. Um, yeah, this was this this one was a waste of my time because, like as he said, I literally learned nothing new. So, and Kate, I know you're not even as big of huge into the district Disney background as I did, and I see you shaking your head about not learning anything new. I did not listen. I. <laughs> I mean, I'm just so disappointed in these episodes because, oh, God, especially, I mean, all of us are pretty well-versed in the Disneyverse. 
And there's so many good, like, <laughs> there's so, so Epcot's my favorite park. Epcot has always been my favorite park to go to. I think probably because it wasn't as in-your-face Mickey Mouse. It was still Disney, but it was kind of my way to be a part of Disney and not feel like I was at work, if that makes sense. So I always really loved Epcot. And there's so, so many cool things about Epcot, especially the world show place. Like, just, just a fountain of knowledge and 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 things to learn and like hidden things and it touched on none of them like it didn't even really go into what walt's actual dream of epcot what like it did just a tiny 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 bit but epcot was like That was Walt's baby, man. That was like his, he was so excited about Epcot. So, oh man, I was just so, just so disappointed. They didn't even talk about like all the festivals they do that make it unique. They didn't talk about how cool candlelight is. They didn't, it missed the mark. (laughs) It missed it. And you're right, Derek. It felt like. Uh, a commercial for Guardians. And it's like, I mean, Guardians is fine. I wrote it with Pete one time and I wanted to throw up for like two hours after. And it's a good ride, but like, they're so... Talk about the three Caballeros! Like, come on! So I am very opinionated about these three episodes. Uh, Pete, I'll let you go. Sorry. (laughs) Well... What kills me about it, about this, I mean, they spent some time on Spaceship Earth and that was nice. I, I enjoyed that part of it. But like the first, you know, coming in, they're like, well, we couldn't do what Walt wanted and we make it a community, but we wanted to make it like educational and inspiring and blah, 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 blah. And then as they got towards the end, they're like, and then we put Frozen into here and it's still educational. Didn't talk about the Matterhorn. And that's like France. Matterhorn. (laughs) Not the Matterhorn, but didn't talk about the Maelstrom. Well, they they talked about Maelstrom, but like they kept, they kept like trying to make the things like I have less of a lot of people complain about the IP being forced in Epcot. And I have, I have less of a problem about that than a lot of the hardcore people do. But if you're going to try to sell me on how like inspiring Epcot is, don't tell me that, oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like World Showcase because the Xandarians are. And, and yes, I get that's how they linked it. But in the end, it's just a roller coaster ride that's pretty cool. But like, I don't know. I just. And, 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 and that's a, and that's a lot of things missing. Like, oh, Figment, he's great. And we took that ride in the nineties, which was great. And we ruined it and it's still ruined and we won't fix it. <laughs> so I just, it's, it's such a hard, it's such a hard park to talk about because it was such an inspirational park and it's not so much anymore. I'm a little disappointed. They didn't talk about even in, even for like 30 seconds, the new Moana attraction. I mean, maybe it wasn't open when they it wasn't this. open yet. Yeah. But, um, because to me, that's that's really more what uh, Epcot should be about. I said, I'm fine with I'm fine with using IP, 
but use the IP to, to give people experiences that are, that are different. And uh, again, I don't even have a problem really with Remy um, or guardians, but like to, to, to say it's, you know, somehow tied to the original tied to Epcot. It's like, no, 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 it's just, you, you had, you had a theme, you had a ride that was in France and it worked well in Epcot and you put it there and you didn't, you didn't, it doesn't make it more inspirational to France. So no. anyways, <laughs> the same ride technology over in Hollywood studios, but yeah, but the, I will I, the, say- the first half of this was okay. I will agree. It didn't, it didn't give me anything new, but I thought it was presented fairly well. And they did talk to different people and talking about like Tony Baxter talking about how he came up with the name for Figman and things like that. So there were parts of it that I liked in the first half. And then the second half, it kind of went to heck. I yeah. forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say okay. something, but I forgot oh. it. Okay. Now, best epcot attraction not what used to be but best epcot attraction that is there now before or after drinking tequila i didn't say that <laughs> steve because there is a definite change in my answer <laughs> so uh um mine's definitely guardians of the galaxy it's probably in my top five, I've only written it twice, so I don't know where it places in that top five. But I think it's the innovation of the roller coaster. I know it's not for everyone, nope. but it's a it's it's a pretty amazing thing. Yes, and okay. not test track. Sorry, test track did not compare to radiator racers at all. Mm-hmm. I could skip test track many days. So yeah, guardians. I will say. If it had been the old test track, that the oldly old theme test track that might have had a shot, but for me, either iteration of Soren is just so much fun and just so amazing. It was it was um, groundbreaking when they did it, and it still is a. There's still that moment when you're going up over the Matterhorn that you lift your feet because there's something about it that you think you're going to hit your feet. Um, do I like the one over California better? Yes, but because it mainly because it doesn't rely so much on CGI. Yeah, but um, Soren's such a great attraction. Kate? All right, well, this is a, a tiered answer, but before Frozen took over in Norway, what, Derek? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, tier one is this. Tier- Got it. Before it was the Maelstrom ride. I loved the Maelstrom ride when the trolls yelled at you over the falls, over the falls. Like it was so kitschy. It was so dumb. And I loved that ride. Um, however, Spaceship Earth is my favorite. I love Spaceship Earth. I, I, that's one of the only things that I've ever done a backstage tour of at Disney. Um, I love Spaceship Earth. Uh, but after having my cucumber margarita or two, uh, put me on the three caballeros, man. Oh, yeah. Let's go. I'm a great time on the three caballeros after a margarita. So, uh, yeah. Donde está Donald? Oh, God. Margarita. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good ride. It's so ridiculous. It's great. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Pete. Oh, I think you guys took all the good ones. Um, yeah, I was at, mine combines the two or I, the two I would say like new Epcot to me is Soren. I, I, I agree with Derek. Uh, the, the Soren around the world version, I have to be in the middle. Same. Like we yeah. have to be Same. top middle because otherwise the Eiffel Tower just ruins it. But it, there's yep. and but the but I still find the CGI in that distracting. I don't know why um, they couldn't have just filmed actual things with no uh, animals. Right, right. I mean, the first one had actual things in it. Um, but I like I like I like that still a lot. It's as said, no, don't get t- never get tired of it. Um, and then I have to say, Spaceship Earth for like traditional Epcot. Um, I I don't get tired of that ride in terms of like every time we visit we we have to ride spaceship earth so and and the ball never gets tiring either just how impressive it is when you walk under it so um yeah for sure okay and gina our producer in the background is putting a vote in for living with the land so yeah only if it's a walk on gina i will never wait in any line for that ride and Gina's and Gina's saying no, uh uh-uh. uh. But Kate, it again. There's so many cool things. Like they didn't even hardly talk about Voices of Liberty. Voices of Liberty is magic. Like well, it is. They didn't talk about. Not that I'm a huge fan of it, but they didn't talk about the American Adventure, which is like nope. Epcot. That's Epcot, and there's some really, really impressive stuff about that yeah. attraction that you, so, could, you could, you could almost spend an episode on it. I hope they it, would. It, yeah. ju- it just, it hit. It, Cause like, I'm like, Oh, what? Oh, voices of Liberty. Cause you said you can't go to Epcot without going in the ball. In my opinion, you can't go to Epcot and not listen to at least one voices in the, in the proscenium or whatever it's called in the, in the room. Yeah. The main entryway there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. Now, the episode that we all probably had the highest hopes for, and we're probably, uh, yeah, Kate, uh, as the one who has experienced the most of these. (laughs) I did. And they talked about, oh, disappointed does not even begin to explain my feelings on this episode. I was so pumped for this episode uh because i do i did phantasmic for something like seven or eight years i did the electrical parade as both friends with mickey and minnie i rode on the drum um wishes fireworks show is my favorite fireworks show hands down no contest in the entire world wishes nothing beats wishes to me and i get it it doesn't have the big castle projection stuff nothing was as magical as wishes i could have put them in they could have but um just a swing and a miss they only talked really about phantasmic at disneyland which if you've seen phantasmic disneyland and you've seen fan at disney world they're very different they're like Mm -hmm. in my opinion you can hardly compare them they're just they're just so different um and just no nod to the fact that Fantasmic at Disney World has this giant theater that it isn't 
on Tom Sawyer's Island. Um, just it's built theater. Correct. And, and like, and I know Tom, a lot of Disneylanders will argue against it. And certainly Gina will, but my opinion is the Florida one's better. So I've never seen Disney. I've only ever seen Florida's, but I, the, the dragon was better in Disneyland, but the yeah. show itself, I think is better in Florida. Um, when they showed, like they showed little, a little bit of clips, like the pods for the Cobra. Like I used to be in one of those pods at Disney world. They just totally glossed over. And I was hoping that they were going to give a little bit of like, did you know that the, um, the Island Tom Sawyer Island and the Island, the phantasmic show at Disney world, they're both actually islands. Like there is a moat at Disney World. The stage truly is an island. There's a moat that goes all the way around it. And they have to pull out a bridge every night to get the cast off the island. What, Derek? Okay. I don't know if you can divulge this secret. Go ahead. But we're a bunch among a bunch of adults here. <laughs> how many in Disney World's fan, how many different Mickey performers are there in one show? Oh, I don't know if I should say that. Uh, at least three. one. Yeah. No. <laughs> Four. Okay. At okay. least. And then there's and then there's like a, a standby. So there's there's three. Uh, the caster fan is ginormous. It's huge. Yeah. There's a reason they couldn't bring that show back post COVID because this the cast was too big. That they couldn't social distance. That's why that's partly why Fant didn't come back for so long. Um, but it's it, everyone in the cast has different like you you have it's called a track. So you um you go you do several different things in, in the show. So somebody who might be doing um Mickey on the steamboat might have been an Indian in the earlier show or might have been a crocodile or something like it's all, it's a track. So, um, but just so, just so disappointing. Yeah. They didn't talk quite about honest, quite honestly, we could have had a entire show about Fantasmic, about Fantasmic and, and how the different Fantasmics are different and how, you know, how I know they wouldn't give away the secret of, well, this is how Mickey goes from being at the top of the sorcerer mountain to downstage some imagination huh like um it just it's just they didn't talk about they didn't talk about paint the night they didn't talk well, about paint the night well cuz it was there and then it was gone it's, it's gone paint, now it's gone so but technically dep is gone. it's just god i was really hoping for yeah so much more. So much more. And this just wasn't it. So you go, Pete. Well, I think and I think I think you guys you hit on it, but the problem was they tried to cram too many things into this show and talk about every nighttime spectacular at every Disney park around the world. And in doing so, they couldn't talk about any of them for any length yeah. of time. So I think that they should have done one episode about parades. Let's just do one about parades. Let's do one about 
you know, Fantasmic or something like that. Let's do another one about firework shows. If they'd done that, they could have gone into the depth that they needed to. Um, in the end, um, of it, it, it's a marginal thing. Of these three episodes, this was probably still the best, but that's faint praise for how the other that's, two that's were. Of your grading, so, one, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, all three of these were were far worse than the first three. I enjoyed the first three, which were about specific attractions. I think, I think in every case here, they went, it, it, it was too much stuff for one episode. And therefore it ended up being so light that we couldn't really get much out of it, unfortunately. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what I think it's, it's just some weak sauce. Um, and yeah, I, I, I wanted to, like I wanted to know more about these things and they didn't give it to me. So Steve, I don't know if you got anything to add. Um, actually this was my favorite episode and it was the one as least interested in the end when I saw, saw the list of episodes. So this one sort of caught me off by surprise. Um, I actually learned a few things I did not know, which, which sort of went, Oh, I learned that. Um, like I did not know all the history of the Disneyland fireworks. So that, that was sort of new information from me about how that came about. Um, I did not know that below world of color, there's actually more room. So I, I knew the thing lifted up, but I didn't know there's, so some of those are like, Oh, that's cool. Cause that's something I always see. Um, I did enjoy the little bit about Tinkerbell because I had listened to a podcast a few years ago called some like women on the wire, which they interviewed, um, the Tinkerbell and like, she was like in her sixties when she first started flying down the wire, which was a fascinating little thing. So I enjoyed that because I brought that back up. Oh, I should go listen to that again. Um, overall, I agree with you repeat. I think they did too much. They just could have focused on like Fantasmic or even just world of color and how that came about. Um, I know when I saw Fantasmic for the first time at Disneyland, I was blown away. I mean, at that time when shooting video onto sprays of water screens of water was just unbelievable so and i agree i've seen both shows at both locations and they are different um i prefer the disneyland one because i think that's when i saw first so that's one that gets home more yeah the 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 general on phantasmic that i've found is the person whoever whoever whatever one you saw first is your favorite so it really just says that they're they're different but both quality so yeah. And Derek, oh. what would you say? Well, I was going to say, I was going to go just off of what Pete just said. Do you think that's why certain people like certain fireworks shows better? Is this what they saw first that they grew up with? Oh, probably. I mean, for me, I think that's why I like wishes best. I mean, for me, wishes to me, wishes is best, but fantasy in the sky is a close second. <laughs> just because, again, are they fireworks shows? Or are they projection shows with fireworks? So, um, what I thought was hilarious about this was how much time they spent on Harmonious, and now it's gone. (laughs) Well, they even admitted it at the end because we were we were watching it and going, "Oh wow, they're spending a lot of time on something that only lasted a year and a half." (laughs) Why they didn't talk about Illuminations, which was great? Yeah, or the original Illuminations. Well, 
it, there's no doubt they shot it with the intention that harmonious, they thought harmonious was still going to be there because and, I mean, illuminations. And, and so when, what 20 years. Yeah. Illuminations yeah. was there for 20 and they, they could have spent some time on illuminations, but, but even that, like, see, I never saw illuminations growing up. I didn't see it till, you know, whatever, 2006. And so many people love illuminations. And I always thought, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 I do think there's a lot to do with like, that's why I like Spectre magic better. I never saw main street electric parade when I was a kid. And so the first really nighttime parade I ever saw was Spectre magic. And I, I like it better. I still, part of it is I still can't stand Baroque hoedown. So <laughs> the parade okay. itself is fine. Okay. I just, I, I just got to tune out the music. Spectre magic was short. Yeah. I mean, it was what, 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes, as opposed to the 20 that Main Street Electrical Parade is? Uh, I, I mean, didn't think it was, I didn't think it was that short, much shorter, but it was, uh, I would agree that it was a little shorter. It's a lot shorter. So, okay. Best nighttime show. That is in somewhat current rotation. So that means <laughs> you can't do illuminations. You can't do wishes. You could do um, the enchantment 50th anniversary one if you want to, because technically it's still there for the uh, at the after hours parties at Magic Kingdom. They're still playing them. But best nighttime show that you have seen at a Disney park. Kate. Fantastic. Hands down. If I can't say wishes and I can't say the electrical parade, absolutely fantastic. There is no competition. You could say electrical parade. It's in rotation at Disneyland. It it is. It has come back fairly recently at Disneyland, and you know with that new float, it's going to come back. Disney Disney is the fact that Walt Disney World has not had a nighttime parade other than Christmas and Halloween, but I don't think those count. That has not had a, a daily ops nighttime parade is a crime. Since 23. Since when? 2016. Is that when the electrical I mean, parade closed? Yes. Eight that's years. It's, it's, that sounds I, right. It is. A, I completely agree with you, Kate. It's a crime. It's a crime. It's a crime. Yeah. And little fact that they didn't say, but one of you jokers said it in our group chat. The the day parade, the way that it goes is to push people out of the park. The okay. night parade goes the opposite direction. It's to push people back in. You're welcome. Yeah. No. At least it's the world. Okay, except the only issue on that is which way it runs. The Because if I'm right, the first parade runs... Am I right, Kate? The first parade runs Main Street to Frontier... The no. first parade, the first parade runs the other way. Are you talking about the three o'clock parade or the late night no, parade? Night parade. Night parade. They they all start in. They all start on Main Street. When they all start I was on Main doing Street. the parade, they always started on Main Street and ended, on Main Street. and ended yeah. in Frontierland. In Frontierland, okay, okay. But the day parade goes the other way. Yes, because you want to push all those kids with strollers out to go take a nap. Yeah. And get them to go to other parks. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, and then go to, go to another part. Okay, it's part the, only, the only thought I can have could have on that one is that um, if you the only argument I can think of for no nighttime parade is a it takes a crap ton of people and b if you've got everyone in the center for fireworks and it clears them out you don't have to have as many people in the late shifts so yeah i mean it's a it's a money reason right it's a money money. reason oh it's so much 100 it's the same reason i I don't (laughs) i don't want to spend this but the same reason we used to have parades in all four parks and now we have parades in one yeah so let's 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 not kid ourselves why the why they got rid of parades right but um unfortunately so anyways back to the topic at hand uh it's hard not to pick for Fantasmic um, for my girl Kate, but I'm, me, going, I'm Kate. B- but I'm going to uh, also give it to the show that most blew me away the first time I saw it. Uh, the original World of Color. The World of Color is so impressive to me. Um, not all versions I've seen, like the one with Neil Patrick Harris, wasn't as good, but like. I I've never been as blown away by something as I was first time seeing world of color. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that one as my one B along with phantasmic phantasmic is the most like can watch it over and over and over. Uh, I don't get that with, with world of color, but I do. If to to me, if you're going to go out to California, that's the show to see. Um, Maybe, you know, your mileage may vary of course, but, I, I do love that show. So, Steve, what is playing right now? Is it the original World Color or is it still one? I think last time I looked, it was the World Color of one. I wasn't that, that might have changed. I wasn't that impressed with one. No. I haven't seen so, one. Um, so, yeah. Um, for me, Fantasmic, but for me, it was a once and done. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but it's one that I don't need to see again and again. But I'm also like that with movies. I could see a movie once, be completely happy. But the show I could watch over and over is World of Color. Yeah, okay. I mean, like you said, not all the versions are the best. But overall, that's something I could sit down and wa- sit and stop and watch. Okay. Um, for me, those of you who have known me any length of time at all know that this is not going to be a shock in the slightest. For me, it is Main Street Electrical Parade. Um, when we were out there, oh, I've got the music queued up. If you really want me to, Steve, don't, don't, do, it. don't do it, don't do it. Um, but do it, do it. <laughs> um, to the point of, so I went out twenty. Okay, what well, this is twenty. It would have been twenty. So in twenty twenty two is when it was back for the fiftieth, and. I was only at Disney World one day. I saw the parade twice. Once sitting there in the Main Street Hub with my wife. And actually, okay, Steve and Gina in the background, did they run it this last summer also? No. No, okay, it was just, okay, it was just before, okay. But no, I, yeah, I sat and watched it twice just because my favorite moment, now it's in Magic Kingdom, but my favorite moment ever is sitting on the curb for the 11 o'clock parade Magic Kingdom 
when the lights go down and you hear that bass synth note <laughs> and, and the fanfare is that now granted it's again, that's a parade I grew up with. That's the parade that that was always the end of the, of a probably one of my best days of the year. But um, I don't care that they dumped the Dumbo float. I liked the new um, modern float, if you will, with the Hercules and the Merida and all that. Um, but um, to me, it's that fireworks show. Honestly, I got to go with Happily Ever After of the current of the current shows of the current nighttime shows. Now, Kate, you're rolling your eyes, and I get it. I get it. But I'm a fire. I just I, I thought you meant more better than wishes, and I was gonna say there's no, no way. No, but no, no, of current shows. If I have mm. to go to one of the four parks and watch a show, and I can pick any, okay, three parks because Animal Kingdom's strange. But <laughs> I'm gonna go to Magic Kingdom, and I'm gonna watch Happily Ever After. Mm, um, mine would be Hallow Wishes. Mine would be the Halloween Wishes. See, I've never done a Halloween or a Christmas party. Oh, yeah. the Halloween, the Halloween fireworks are pretty good. Teacher, I can't get down. Now, I remember when they did the, uh, there was the year, uh, Major Electrical Parade came back, which was 2010. That summer, they also did the Pirates and the Princesses fireworks show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time I ever saw them doing explosions on the castle. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. But, um, of of the regular ones, I've always been a fireworks guy. I will continue to be a fireworks guy. I I will watch fireworks at Disneyland every time over the world of color just because I'm a fireworks guy. So Yeah, and I gotta say there's nothing quite like fireworks behind the castle, like watching being in the hub, watching the fireworks behind the castle. It, it reminds me of childhood just and we're talking about watching the wonderful world of Disney on TV. Yep. And that was always the shot was, you know, uh-huh. yeah. And you wish upon a star and the fireworks behind the castle. And I always think of that when, you know, so I think, I think whoever said it really, really well, maybe I started it, but Derek said it, I think like a lot of these nighttime shows hit nostalgia for people. Yep. In various yep. ways, whether it's the show itself you grew up on or some aspect of the show or whatever. I think I think we definitely feel nostalgia for these shows and the memories they drive for us. Okay. And that entire conversation was way better than this episode. Oh, so much better than this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. If they did a season three, is there anything that would honestly, that would make you want to watch a season three. If it's going to continue to be the progression from season one to season two, what could, is there anything that could save a season three? They, they got to stick to the details for me. Um, you know, again, when they, when the episode is about an attraction, um, I, that's when I enjoy it. When the episode, even, even the episode about the Disneyland hotel, talk about you know spend a lot of time on the history of something um these episodes these last three episodes were junk and but the first three episodes i enjoyed 10 times more than these three episodes uh the pirates one was so so but i really enjoyed 
uh, um, Indiana Jones and what was the other one? Big Thunder Mountain. Yes. I really enjoyed those. They got really in depth on the rides, talked about the history, everything like that. I really liked those episodes. I know these episodes are are always going to be this. This series is always going to be a little light. The first season was a little light too, but if you're going to have it the way it is, focus on rides. Let's, let's do a ride on, um, you know, let's do a ride on the technology of test track and get into test track and radiator Springs racers, you know, just talk about those two rides. That's it. You know, you um, made a really good point though. I think this is kind of the point you're trying, you're making, you got to get niche on it. You've got to pay. Yeah. You can't say nighttime spectaculars. Cool. Well, there's so many different, different styles of fireworks there's so many different phantasmics all there's so many different nighttime parades um you gotta get i think that's why the ones that were about like pirates of the caribbean or big thunder mountain they were it's just about that ride you get super niche then you can go into the details because you're not trying to cover all good jamillion disney parks you're not trying to cover the food at disney like i think (sighs) There could have even just been an episode on just the world of Epcot, of just the rides at Epcot. Like, instead of trying to fit all of Epcot into Epcot, I think if they're going to, con- excuse me, if they're going to continue, you have to get super niche about it. That's the only way that it'll work because then you do learn more information. Yep. So, that's me. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they got to get detailed. Otherwise, it's why are we doing this? So, okay. So, as we always do, when we are finished with a season of a show, we give it cups of pixie dust out of ten out of five. Um, for the record, for the first season of um, uh, behind the attraction, I gave it a three. You two gave it a three and a half, and Steve gave it a two and a half. So, Kate, Pixie Dust ratings for this season of Behind the Attraction. Keeping in if mind, we were... it does have the, so it's Indie, Haunted, no, Indie, Pirates, Big Thunder, Food, Epcot, Nighttime. If we were just doing the last three episodes, I would say a one and a half. Because we're adding in the other three... I'll give it a two and a half. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Kate. I was thinking the same thing. I would probably give the first three episodes uh, a much higher grade than the last three episodes. And I'm tempted to give the whole season a two because the last three were so bad. But I'm going to I'm going to be I mean, I tend to be more generous. No, you know what? I'm giving this season a two. I these three episodes really disappointed the hell out of me, and uh, it made it hard to. I would still recommend the first three episodes. I'd probably give those a three, and I'd give these last three a one and a half. And yeah, I'll I'll give it a two. Um, Steve, I'm gonna stick with my two and a half. Like I. Like the first few episodes I really liked and I thought that I had was like making improvement, but these last few sort of went back down to where I was the first season. So two and a half. 
Uh, yeah, it's a two for me. This this was, and I think I'm being generous at a two, to be honest. Um, only the two because I like them. I, the Big Thunder Mountain one, I love them talking about the Paris Big Thunder and how different it is. And but they tried to get too cute and too clever, especially the later ones. So it's a two for me. Watch the first season. Don't watch this season. Yeah. Or just watch the first three episodes and skip the last three. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and what you didn't say is, do we want a season three? My answer is I don't, I don't. Mm -mm. Unless we can write it and produce it. (laughs) Give away all the secrets. Oh my gosh. Yes. Disney call us. We will make you, we will make you the best. uh, No, sorry. Uh, Dwayne Johnson and, and Danny, his, uh, his, uh, producer call us. I know you listen to the podcast. Um, you know, the rock loves, loves what we're cooking here, but (laughs) call us up. We will help produce these, these episodes. We will make the best episodes you've ever had. Yeah. It couldn't be much worse than these three. So, (laughs) okay. Kate, what have we got for the Disney plus news this week? Oh yeah, baby. Disney plus news. Super, super short, super quick. Number one, the Marvels will debut on Disney Plus on February 7th. I will watch it. I don't know um, if these other jokers will watch it. I, don't I will watch choice. it. I don't have a choice. We're going to have to review it. So, Excellent. <laughs> one, two. Excellent. And last but certainly not least, no season least. three of Bad Batch is coming on February 21st with a three-episode premiere. This will, in theory, be the final season of the series. And that's I will it. Speak, I will speak for myself and Gina and just say, woohoo! Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm... Guys, Disney Plus 2 is going to be kind of thin coming up just because of the writer's strike and the actor's strike. So either they're going to be pulling... I said, we're going to be diving a lot into the vault and I'm really trying to stall just a little bit because there's a spelling error on our next slide that I noticed. (laughs) Um, So next week we are going to be watching the Muppet show. Now we have gone back and we've picked our, the four episodes we figure are really good or at least um, representative of some of the good stuff that was in there. Uh, We're going to be looking at the Elton John episode the Mark Hamill Star Wars episode, the Rita Moreno episode, and the Vincent Price episode. So, and that's some episode, that's some from seasons at least one, two, and three. I don't remember which season the Vincent Price one is in, but it's at least seasons one, two, because Rita Moreno's episode, season one, Elton John season two, I think Mark Hamill season three. Vincent Price is season one also. Season one also, okay. So, I've watched I watched the re- I actually watched Rita Moreno one this afternoon just to kind of confirm that it is one worth watching, and it is. Um, because I watched a couple others that were not quite as good. Um, so, but these are four that we think are some of the better episodes. Um, so that's what we'll be doing next week. As I said, guys, if you have suggestions on what we should watch or want to know how to get a hold of us to produce season three of behind the attraction email us at plus platoon at gmail.com um we are more than happy to uh 
respond to you, Mr. Johnson, and we will make sure it does not get blocked by the spam filter. So, <laughs> um, but guys, seriously, if you have suggestions on what we should watch, please make sure you email us. As I said, we're going to be diving back into the vault hard coming up because there's nothing coming out. So uh, please subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. We are everywhere at Plus Platoon. We have new shows every Thursday on YouTube and all the major podcasting services. For Kate, Pete, and Steve, Gina, our producer, thank you so much for listening to us, and we will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.